بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful i testify that there is no true god worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger we continue the explanation of the concise admonition the concise admonition by Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala and we have reached the point where he Sheikh al-Islam rahimahullah after mentioning the merits of dua and the remembrances of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said وَأَمَّا أَرْجَحُ الْمَكَاسِبِ فَالتَّوَكُّلُ عَلَى اللَّهِ وَالثِّقَةُ بِكِفَايَتِهِ وَحُسْنُ الظَّنِّ بِهِ And as to the greatest gains, then they are التوكل على الله التوكل على الله What does it mean? What does this توكل mean? Legally, the term التوكل means having trust in Allah depending upon Him assigning the affairs to Him seeking the help from Him while taking by the legal and allowable means while taking by the legal and allowable means this is the definition of tawakkul and imam ibn al-qayyim ibn imam ibn al-qayyim al-jawziya rahimahullah said that tawakkul has two foundations الثقه بالله having trust in Allah والاعتماد عليه and depending relying upon him and it is the reality of اياك نعبد واياك نستعين you alone do we worship and you alone we seek for help Fulfilling the tawakkul upon Allah Azza wa Jal means taking by the legal or allowable means. So anyone who nullifies them, then his tawakkul is nullified. Because tawakkul does not in any way mean laziness or neglect of action anyone who does not establish the means and take by the legal or allowable means then his hope is really wishful thinking and the one who nullifies the means then in reality his tawakkul is incapacity and the secret of tawakkul as Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim rahimahullah mentioned in his book Al-Fawaid 
The secret of tawakkul and its reality is the dependence of the heart upon Allah alone. So in this case, taking by the means, while the heart is not really depending upon them, is of no harm. While on the other hand, saying, I depend upon Allah, while the person is depending upon other than Allah, having trust in Him, this is only utterance by the tongue. And there is difference between the utterance by the tongue and the dependence of the heart. This is like the repentance by the tongue while the heart is insisting otherwise. So, the saying of the slave, I depend upon Allah while depending in his heart upon others, is like his saying, I repent to Allah while insisting on sins, doing them. And he, rahimahullah, added as what constitutes the greatest tawakkul and what constitutes the best of it, he said, فَأَعْظَمُ التَّوَكُّلِ The greatest tawakkul is at tawakkul fil hidayah Dependence in guidance, regarding guidance. وَتَجْرِيدُ التَّوْحِيد Having tawheed pure, sincere. Singling Allah alone in worship, الرسول, and the following of the Messenger وسلم, and وجهاد أهل الباطل, and striving against the people of falsehood. He said, فهذا توكل الرسل. This is the dependence of the messengers and the special of their followers. And in another book, he, rahimahullah, said, The best of tawakkul is the tawakkul pertaining to what's obligation, what is obligatory. And this is the obligation towards Allah, the obligation towards the creation, and the obligation towards oneself. And that the vast of this, and most comprehensive and most beneficial, is a tawakkul in terms of affecting matters related to benefits in the deen, or warding off evil matters. And this is the tawakkul of the Anbiya, of the Prophets, in establishing the deen of Allah, and warding off the evils of the corrupt ones. And this is the tawakkul of their inheritors. Then afterwards, people regarding tawakkul are in accordance with their understanding and their objectives.
Then Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah said, وَالثِّقَةُ بِكِفَايَتِهِ Having trust that Allah is suffice for the slave. Thus turning to him, depending upon him, to fulfill one's needs and objectives. Or depending upon him in bringing forth that which is beloved and saving from that which is feared. And this thiqah, this trust is the essence of tawakkul. And Imam Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah referred to the story of Umm Musa in Surah Al-Qasas to illustrate this point about the trust in Surah Al-Qasas chapter 28 verse 7 and we inspired the mother of Musa السلام, saying suckle him Musa but when you fear for him then cast him into the river and fear not not grieve verily we shall bring him back to you and shall make him one of our messengers her doing her compliance is the essence of this thiqah, trust in Allah. Had it not been for her perfect trust in her Lord, she wouldn't have casted her son in the river. Then Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah said, first the tawakkul, second the trust, third, وَحُسْنُ الظَّنِّ بِهِ having good opinion in Allah this husn al-dhan having good opinion of Allah is the matter which incites the doer to do and which necessitates seeking the response when making the dua and the acceptance upon repentance and forgiveness when seeking forgiveness and the reward upon doing what is rewarded so the person in all of these matters has good opinion in Allah that he will fulfill what he aims at and what he seeks from Allah and this only occurs to the one who is the benevolent he is the one who has good opinion of Allah that Allah will reward him for his benevolence and goodness and that Allah never failed to not response Allah fails not to fulfill his promises as to the wrongdoer who insists on 
the wrongdoing and the major sins then the darkness of sin prevents him from having good opinion in Allah Azza wa Jal and this is something witnessed and as Al-Hasan Al-Basri Rahimahullah said إن المؤمن أحسن الظن بربه فأحسن العمل the believer has a good opinion on Allah and that's why he does what is good and that the wrongdoer has an ill opinion of Allah and that's why he does he commits the sins and acts wrongly and that the criteria concerning the good opinion in Allah Azza wa Jal this is attained when there when the means for salvation are taken now if someone says that the matter of having good opinion of Allah is established upon the fact that Allah's mercy is vast he is the oft forgiving most generous and that his mercy encompasses everything and that punishment is of no benefit to him and that forgiveness and pardoning does not harm him Imam Ibn Qayyim responded by saying yes indeed the matter is as such and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most generous most merciful However, this must be placed in its proper understanding. For he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is mawsufun bil hikmah, is qualified by the attribute of wisdom and might and severe punishment, punishing those who deserve to be punished. So, had the object of trust and reliance, had the object of rather husnuddan, having good opinion of Allah, dependent upon only Allah's attributes and His names, then in this case, the righteous, the wicked, the believer, the kafir, the enemy, the friend all will be involved so what would the wrongdoer benefit from Allah's names and attributes while he had attained Allah's wrath upon him when he indulged 
in that which is forbidden and transgressed against the inviolable so husnuddan having good opinion benefits the one who repents and regrets and ceases from indulging in haram and then proceeds to complete the rest of his life by doing the obedient acts then afterwards will have good opinion of Allah this is the true good opinion of Allah while the former one is only arrogance as to the merits of Husnuddan the Prophet وسلم, said ادعوا الله وأنتم موقنون بالإجابة invoke Allah while you are certain regarding Allah's response and this hadith is in a termidi and a shaykh al-albani rahimahullah authenticated it and from the hadith of Jabir may Allah be pleased with him he said that I heard the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying three days before his death la yamutunna لا يموتن أحدكم إلا وهو يحسن الظن بربه let not anyone of you die except that he has good opinion in Allah عز وجل and that this hadith is reported by Muslim and in the agreed upon hadith the Prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام said يقول الله عز وجل أنا عند ظن عبدي بي وأنا معه حيث يذكرني that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says I will be in accordance with my slave's opinion of me and I will be with him wherever he remembers me and Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah commented concerning this hadith that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls upon his slaves to have good opinion in him and that he will treat them in accordance with this opinion so anyone who will have a good opinion in Allah azza wa jal Allah will bestow upon him from his favors and the one who does not have such an opinion then Allah will not be for him meaning giving him from his bounties and this is the meaning of that statement by Allah I will be in accordance with my slave's opinion of me and thus the person should have the good opinion in his Lord in all of his situations and that he should not deceive himself by indulging in all that which is forbidden and then says well I have good opinion in Allah Allah will forgive me 
etc. This is wishful thinking and this is arrogance. So these are the three matters which Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah concluded when he said وَأَمَّا أَرْجَحُ الْمَكَاسِبِ And as to the greatest gains they are التوكل على الله having trust and good dependence and reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and having trust in him and that having good opinion of him subhanahu wa ta'ala we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who put their trust in Allah and have true reliance and dependence upon him and to have good opinion of him subhanahu wa ta'ala in all of our affairs walhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam and this concludes the four class 22 of the concise admonition